0: I like the jet black so much, the, app, the the iPhone jet black so much that I use it naked.
1: Uh actually saw it. Uh, my my friend at uh, whose place I was staying at in Berlin uh, had a jet mm-hmm. black. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting finish. Yeah.
0: I, I really I use it I use it naked and it's really cool. It's 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 yeah. fantastic. I does it have like a
1: lot it. of micro abrasions? Oh yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. Is. If you had like you know, a, a mat, let's just say, mm-hmm. that you can just place things on and, you know, you can put your phone on the mat, your watch, your your headphones, and they just charge, then that would suddenly make a lot of uh, wireless things not a pain in the ass.
0: Open offices? Check. Um, lots of people crammed into very small space? Check. Uh, meetings? All the time. Uh, you just, you know, schedule a meeting to just talk about something check like everything is perfect i mean he was um i mean he was doomed to succeed over there right
1: (laughs) yeah no
0: hello i'm radic i'm michael and this is the podcast a sounding board for interesting ideas and insights we discuss books we read i want to share with you
1: as well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app Nosby.
0: Or whatever else comes to mind.
1: So it seems like today we are talking about books, uh, but about a different kind of book than, than usual.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, today we won't be talking about deep work, essentialism, you know, um, feedback loops. Although mm. I have an idea about feedback loops there. Interesting. Um, but uh, we will be talking about startups, startup culture, and because we are a ten-year-old startup, uh, mm. almost ten-year-old startup, um, we we totally qualify as as you know as people who should be talking about it. Are we a startup? No, we never were, but you know, mm. because we are in technology industry, because we are selling you know a subscription to an app, um, then we very often qualify as startup in people's eyes.
1: That's right. So, I think the the book uh, you have in mind is Disrupted: uh, My Misadventure in the Startup Bubble by Dan Lyons. Exactly. And,
0: and the idea of, of that book title, I assume, Disrupted, it comes from this, you know, this idea that startups should, should disrupt all technologies and status status quo. And uh, there was there is even a conference called Tech, TechCrunch Disrupt. Mm. So I think that's why um, the author, you know, and and on the cover of the book there is a unicorn because you know uh, there is this whole notion of unicorns that you know we are so special and you know
1: yeah yeah and yeah, th- th- those are those are both uh, the startup bubble uh, memes
0: exactly so um, the book is a I mean the the author of the book he's pretty controversial he used to run fake Steve Jobs blog mm-hmm. and. Uh, for for a long time, people didn't know didn't know this, but 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 then he revealed himself, and um, he was famous for that. But uh, although you know being an experienced journalist, uh, he found himself fired from his work, from his job, and even though he had this you know popular blog and things, he had to find a job to actually pay his bills. And he, being in on the East Coast, he decided to go and join a startup company, a, a technology company that he's been writing about, and he wanted to be, you know, to experience firsthand how these companies work. <clears throat> and he chose HubSpot.
1: Yeah. So a little bit of uh, context is uh, when when he was fired from 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 Newsweek, where he was like. Uh, I think I like, like a, a chief editor for the, the 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 technology section for this you know major serious publication. Uh he was 50 something uh, years old. And so and, and and obviously in in the startup world there's this um uh well the, the, the startup world is is all about young people. Uh preferably young white males of course. Um and so and so he like didn't fit in, into this uh, into this this picture of, of what a Silicon Valley startup is uh, a little bit and 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 he like obviously with with the f- uh, fake Steve Jobs and, and other things um, oh and and he's now also the uh, one of the writers for HBO Silicon Valley which is cool yeah. yeah he was always rather critical of uh, of startups uh, but he thought hmm well I mean uh, a lot of people make money on this, so why 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 can't I?
0: Yeah, he had this whole, you know, uh, thing that he wrote, that he contacted many people and he was like, you know, I-, I was writing about technology startups and apparently these guys get rich and get money, so, you know, why shouldn't I, you know, join the, you know, bandwagon, you know, um, jump on the train or, and, and uh, let's see where it gets me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just a side note. Um, apparently, you fit the description of ideal startup uh, guy. <laughs> Do I? You're a young, um, you know, uh, white
1: male. <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, a twenty-something white male. The the exactly. the only thing that that uh, that could be better if I I wasn't in Poland, but but uh, was a Silicon Valley bro, uh, right. or, something, or something of that. So then that would be just perfect
0: yeah exactly so um i'm sorry your dreams are being shattered right now um so uh, he uh, he's this elderly guy senior guy who's done you know work and he's got his some acclaim and and was kind of successful and now he wasn't anymore because he was fired from newsweek because the company downsizes and he finds himself in the startup world where there are just 20 somethings all over the place i mean people are really half his age usually um and uh yeah and he starts to and he tries to be um a good citizen and fit in right yep the thing is that um i didn't you know he's pretty i mean from his you know from his um writings he's pretty arrogant and everything and i think it was a from the very beginning it was a a, a clash of egos, a little bit, you know. He he's the old guy who who, who thinks he 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 is doing so, he's going to do something substantial in this company because he has this experience and he has been a journalist, so he thinks that he's going to be used for that for mm-hmm. this greater good, and then he clashes with the young people
1: who apparently are clueless. Uh, right, but it it wasn't. Like, uh there definitely was this this element of 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 ego uh you could see that he just culturally did not fit at all but I I think it was is much much deeper than that it wasn't just that oh he wasn't the right fit it was, it was more like wow like the the the, f- the things about about that startup and uh and a lot of it more applicable to much of the startup world is pretty Pretty insane. Pretty stupid. I mean, just think about it. The, the
0: first thing, he shows up at work and they have no idea what to do with him. Where? Like, totally no idea. I mean, when you hire somebody, and especially uh, somebody, you know, who's who's um, like important, well, even if he wasn't important, if you hire somebody, you should have a plan. They had no plan for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, his superior wasn't there. His, the other superior wasn't there. He... You know, he was uh, guided to this uh, through this um, uh, startup office of HubSpot, and he really didn't know what to do and how to start. So I think the very beginning was already wrong. But then the the what I really liked was the company description. You know, the open offices, which we love, uh, and indoors, of course, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, all this hip office um, uh, downtown Boston um, or downtown Massachusetts. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, I think so. Well, anyway, very close to MIT. Um, so fantastic office, everything, uh, hub spotty, like logos all over the place, just like in my home office. I have logos, lots logos all over the place. So I totally get that. And then in the end, he 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 has this half desk somewhere with a notebook, uh, the MacBook Air, and he doesn't know what to do. Right. And uh, his first days, <laughs> pretty ridiculous. And then the whole culture of the company. Uh, I mean, all the productivity things that we hear, that we endorse here, and that we think are, are really important, are paramount for you to get things done. So, open offices, check. Um, lots of people crammed into very small space, check. Uh, meetings all the time. Uh, you just you know schedule a meeting to just talk about something, check. Like everything is perfect. I mean, he was. Um, I mean, he was doomed to succeed over there, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> it was like it's it's you know without actually having this book in front of me, it's just it's how it's hard to describe how broken uh, everything about about this 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 company uh, seemed like 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 such a such, such a toxic culture and 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 like lack of any anyone having any clue about how to. Organize their work in in a in a sensible way, and a lot of things that are much much worse than that. But uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll get to it.
0: Yeah, but just just before we we start, this the purpose of this episode is not to laugh at HubSpot, just this particular company. We are discussing beca- this company because it's been discussed in this book. Mm-hmm. We are talking about this kind of startup. Like mentality, mm-hmm. so um, and I, I and I'm sure that many things he described in the book are a little bit overblown. That's that's for sure. But we are talking about these trends and these ideas. And one of the things which I always thought were true, but and and this book even confirmed them more was when you have this startup which is funded and uh, by by venture capital that you have this money that is not yours to spend. You just hire people. You cr- build these beautiful offices. You hire pe- more people, and you don't know what to do with these people. But you know, but they're there, and you can pay for them because the venture capital money is there. So th- there is, I think, the tendency to really go clueless a little bit, go like with brute force and with the money because you have the money, mm-hmm. and there there is no, no accountability for that because you know the, the venture capital people they want you to spend your money. That's why venture-backed startups, you know, you should spend the money because if you don't. And, then, and from from all the, like when I was reading this book, all these interviews that I read with venture capitalists and, and startup guys came back flashing before my eyes. I remember one of the venture capitalists said that um, they're very open, they're very global, but, you have, but if, you, if, if you want them to invest in you, you have to have your office in a 20-mile radius from their offices. Mm -hmm. so uh like (laughs) this ridiculous things and and here uh, we have this company i mean they're based basically on marketing they have a subpar product and they have lots of people hired and when they get a new hire like this guy they have no, no no clue what to do with him and they have meetings all the time and they have this well cut like um um, following and cut like uh, uh, way of working but we'll get to that as well
1: yeah and the, the one of the things that that really struck me about this uh, about how much um, you know how much of a of a startup almost fraud uh, uh this was like the 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 whole premise of 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 this company was hey uh this 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 magical phrase of inbound marketing and the idea is uh, traditionally you do outbound marketing, so you'd uh, call people, just just push things into people's throats. And no, 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 that's not good. Uh, you should do inbound marketing because it's much more efficient. So you create content, you write blog posts, you you make things that that are useful to people, so that people are, are willing to give you their email address, so give you permission to contact them, and and so it, that's an inbound uh, marketing. But but that's kind of um, It's kind of funny when you think about it, because, yeah, they wrote blog blog posts, this company, most of them, um, really not very interesting, you know, again, subpar quality blog posts, but then they had this huge telemarketing department, this huge, um, you know, sweatshop with lots of people just, you know, uh, calling people to... Push things into th- their frauds. So like what 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 they would say and 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 talk about this this new ideas about marketing and what they actually did, which is, uh, you know, do the out, out outbound marketing using their phrase and you know generally uh, create a, a a product for 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 spamming people. Well, that's uh, there's some cognitive dissonance there.
0: I mean, it was completely ridiculous. I mean. They Inbound marketing, I agree. This is really good. I mean, we have that. We have Proactive Magazine. We have Productivity Course. We do all these things, not only, um, I mean, for, for two reasons. First, we want to bring more value to people. We want to teach people productivity. And of course, second reason, there is always a second reason that they might like this. They might like us. They might like listening to this podcast and they might like to try and OSB then, right? Mm-hmm. And if they do, Uh, they're perfect they become customers we are happy they're happy everybody wins right but having this whole culture of inbound marketing and saying the content is king you know you should push for more content and everything and then have this sweatshop have this actually call center of people actually doing the outbound marketing all the time and so so just this typical do as i say don't do as i do mentality yeah
1: and, and and all of that be, because like again this this typical startup thing it doesn't matter uh, what they're doing it doesn't matter if if their product is not that good it doesn't matter how how broken a lot of the things about this company are what matters is, is pump it up have growth doesn't matter if you have profit and and preferably you know don't have profit because it means you could have more growth so just grow as much as possible uh, so you can IPO, so your investors can cash out, so the f- founders can cash out, and what happens then? Well, that's kind of secondary. Yeah, and this was
0: this was the the second very sad thing. I never like because we do something, we believe we do something really of significance uh, that we really help people get organized, right. and we really take it to our hearts. We always thought and looked at these startup companies that you know in Silicon Valley. Very, we always looked at them as, you know, the better versions versions of us. the The companies that are also doing something great, something, something substantial, something significant. Mm-hmm. But this book shows you that it's all a Ponzi scheme. You know, that it's all it you is. Know, BS that that these companies are being pumped. I mean, invested by these investors, and they are, then they are artificially artificially pumped up to have this value, to have this growth, and then they get to IPO, and then they all cash out. Everybody's happy. Um, so some of the companies do something more substantial, but normally no. And HubSpot is still on the stock uh, stock exchange, and and as the last time I checked, the, their their stock is actually going up. So. Hmm. Uh, uh, totally ridiculous. But the thing is, uh, in uh, the whole, the whole thing is that we were, we are looking at at, the, at what they are selling, and apparently this is not what is important. <laughs> what is important is how they are selling this, and not to consumers or uh, or uh, customers to investors. And the investors are the are the ones that are. The smart guys, uh, when you look at all these conferences, on the startup conferences, there are always these mm-hmm. investors and they're so smart and they all know they're these know it alls, those and thought leaders, the thought leaders. Yes, they are like, you know, I want to talk to Mark Andreessen, he's had, has, so, he has to be so smart, and then the other guys. But, but really, what they do is they play in this lottery, they just pump this money in, they they cash out, and they really don't care about the, the value these companies bring. So, um it's pretty sad, actually.
1: Yeah, and there is this uh, rather fundamental idea about um, about capitalism when it's it's working properly, which is this notion of uh, efficient allocation of capital, right? So yeah, uh, most kinds of important, impactful things take a lot of work. They they take lots of people. Working uh, smart entrepreneurs, and you gotta pay them, right? So, so when when it's it's a a sort of a zero sum game because you you have a limited amount of, of capital that's available to invest in things, then you ought to uh, allocate this capital efficiently in, in things that will uh, make uh, the most money, and 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 hopefully generally uh, the 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 way it, it it's supposed to work, the the way uh, kind of well oiled. Capitalism is is supposed to work is uh, when you create new companies you create new value you're you're expanding the whole pie because you you've created something that didn't exist before you've added new value to the world that hasn't that that's completely new right and and and, and that's great and then you have you have these startups and 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 some of them a few of them uh, do important impactful things like okay uh, like. Uh, if you look at, say, Facebook um, There's a lot of uh, uh, You know, wrong things about Facebook A lot of things to, to criticize Facebook for And yet th- there's no denying that, that uh, their, their product is, is very impactful on the whole world And enables, uh, enables a whole bunch of new things But then you have a bunch of just, just crap Like really crap And this isn't efficient allocation of capital This is just transfer of wealth uh into you know VCS and 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 founders pockets uh, most of the time creating things which which have um, market value that that's way way beyond their 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 inherent value uh, creating things that, that that don't really add much value to the world that's really sad yeah it's really sad and and when you look at their
0: valuations especially and compare them to to, to some like more traditional businesses you're like what is this i mean how can this company that has this vaporware <laughs> you know be be valued at this level as the other company that has you know, all these um uh, production facilities all these you know uh, this market share of of, of real product and uh, all this influence and then this vaporware company this startup that is disrupting the world is valued at this you know uh, level, so it's it's really it's really confusing, and because we are this this strange thing, you know, people call it our call us uh, a lifestyle business, which is a company that is is dealing with la- latest technologies, um, mm-hmm. um, totally. I mean, latest developments in technology, but we have this old school um, business model. Uh, you create value. You put a price on it, and people pay. <laughs> and, and when they—that's <laughs>
1: they, so old-fashioned, man.
0: And exactly, and this is so ridiculous because if when you look at the the other option is that uh, you don't have to have the customers to actually move the value up to to cash out to mm-hmm. be rich, and like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to all, go all these lengths to actually get customers who who are going to pay you money. Um, I must confess that. Over the almost ten years that I've been following uh, startup industry, reading TechCrunch, which I don't read anymore, um, all these media outlets speaking about startups, and I was in the beginning, I was thinking that I was actually running a startup. Mm-hmm. Um, very often, when when I saw these these forces of VCs, VC money, valuations, and and I actually was approached by VCs several times. Um, I I th- I was always thinking that maybe I'm really doing something wrong here, you know. Maybe maybe I shouldn't be running my company as I as I do it. Maybe I'm maybe I maybe I'm old-fashioned. Maybe I shouldn't be, you know. Um, maybe I should, I should join the the cult, you know. Go on the you know join the train of of startup worlds and you know jump on the bandwagon because um, you know. What I do, what we do, is, is 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 so old-fashioned in this way that we 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 have value, we we, we sell it, we expect money for it, and think with this money we invest uh, in our company. You know, it's I. But but after reading this book, uh, this was really a a good um, um, cold shower. After reading this book, I was thinking, all right, I really don't like it. I really don't like it. What they are doing there, so. Mm. I will stick to my thing, it makes me happy, it makes hopefully my uh, team happy and hopefully it makes my customers happy, so let's stay in this happy bubble and not <laughs> go to the other bubble.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I must say uh, I've been disillusioned uh, more and more over the last couple of years. Uh, I, I, I think the disillusionment started a little bit with uh, uh, the writing of, of Jason Fried and uh, David Heinemeier Hansen. Uh, yeah, on, on on their blog, talking uh, about startups in a in a different way than 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 kind of por- portrayed in 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 the media and, and like like many parts of the, the 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 tech bubble. And and with with time, just started to notice more and, and more of of these things, like how 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 broken a lot of uh, this is, just just how how skewed it is towards just extracting uh, money for for for, for companies which are very even companies like they they don't they don't have a useful product or a or a good product they, they make no profit like a lot of th- these things is 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 it's just a sham right and, and like the, the 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 thing that 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 makes it that makes it difficult and, and easy to dismiss is that there obviously is a a a a part of it that's that's real and and that's true some startups do grow to become real businesses and, and or create things that are valuable like uh, you know Facebook is is, is one again uh, lots of uh, negative things to say about Facebook but it is a real business it is an advertising business I don't like advertising businesses but it is a real business it does make money and it it does create new value to the world when you see uh, uber or Airbnb again so many bad things. Uh, to say about them, but 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 they do create something something uh, something new in the world, and and not just I don't know another photo sharing app that just slightly different, or or, or some other uh, you know or, or or a tool for for spamming people more efficiently that isn't even that that good. Like who, yeah. who who needs more of that in the world? Yeah,
0: but but the companies you mentioned they're really outliers. They're just a few companies that really uh, made it to the stage of actually being yeah. valuable and creating real value in the in the world. and and we don't dismiss them and I don't dismiss them. I, I use them actually. So uh, yeah, but as such, this startup model, uh, which was really very well analyzed in this book actually, is not something uh, I like. It's not something I want to be part of. And I'm glad I'm not. And I'm not glad we are, you know, we are the old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I would like to link in the show notes the that um, you mentioned David Hannemar Hansen. Uh, his speech at Startup School about uh, <laughs> a way to make money online—it's fantastic. It's it's worth uh, revisiting every now and then because uh, what he uh, said in 2008, <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. uh, it still you know still stands in 2016. Very very good. And um, we've already mentioned on this show that we share lots of values with uh, with, with Basecamp with these guys, and mm-hmm. we we look up up to them. And they are also this kind of company that. Uh, might be considered startup from for, from some people um, by some people because they are in technology business, but they're also old old school, uh, like we are. They also um, their investors are uh, customers, and one of their investors actually is Jeff Bezos because they um, sold just a piece of the pie to Jeff Bezos. But they 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 said uh, in one of the recent interviews that actually he already recouped the money because he's getting dividends. Ah, right and and no normal vc investors want dividends they don't want dividends <laughs> no, because <of> <laughs> they want to sell the you know their stake in the company later at a much higher profit and not get dividends every year you know it's it's boring
1: yeah they uh the, the story is they, they 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 sold the minority Non-controlling uh, share to Jeff Bezos because they've been pretty successful and, and they wanted to cash out in 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 case the company fails, uh, and so they probably they probably made uh, you know uh, some 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 ni- nice millions of, of dollars on that. But then like it, it, it there wasn't this this uh, this chain attached to it as you have with with VCs that like you that there's there's no like. It, it doesn't work like get some money from a VC, uh, so you can like seed the company, then build something until it it becomes a, a functioning business and that's it. No, that's that's pretty much never how it works. There are some investors that do that, but but with with, uh, with 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 VC's with the startup world the way it works you pump well, you pump it up because you have to go big or go bust and the go big part is is again uh almost never about profit it's all about growth so you can make something that that looks nice looks exciting looks fresh and hip so you can sell it on on public markets and and make money on at that moment and what happens then no one cares
0: yeah there was this famous exit strategy yeah uh, I remember I was asked several times uh, about my exit strategy really and yeah and then I said, um, I'm not going anywhere so <laughs> 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 so I don't have any exit strategy at this point and <laughs> and after 10 years, I'm still clueless about my exit strategy so <laughs> call me clueless. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: and um, one more thing I wanted to say was that he was um I mean, he was talking about a guy I know personally, um, uh, Dharmesh Shah, so one of the co founders of HubSpot. I met him on the Business of Software conference, and he's been, uh, um, I mean, in he has had, I mean, he still has a very uh, influential blog that people read, and he's like this iconic person there. And at the conference that I was attending, he was one of the speakers. Um, and generally, I was reading his, his blog posts, and they're pretty, pretty smart, pretty, you know, make sense. Uh, but what the author was arguing is that uh, Dharmesh uh, was this you know cult, <laughs> cult uh, leader, that yeah. he was this enigmatic leader. He, he wrote the HubSpot values, uh, and, and he actually never showed up in the company. Um, so I took it actually to heart because i was thinking hmm i don't want to be a detached leader like he is of his own company you know and for me what what i think helps me stay uh, uh motivated and stay uh, involved with the company um of, co- of, co- of course we have a small company so <laughs> this also helps but uh, mm-hmm. the is the idea that um First, as we discussed before, I, I have my feedback loops. So I do my review, I have my responsibilities. So I get back to, to things, even if I have like a, a week of big strategy thinking. Um, I go back to doing normal work <laughs> next week. So mm-hmm. this really helps. Um, but also, um, it, we also wrote Nosby values, and they were mainly written by me. That's why I was like a little bit scared about it. But then I actually gave them to you. To the team to 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 you know to dissect and to 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 improve and in the end I believe that our nosby values are first of all they're not like a whole book they're just you a know, small blog post and um, a small manifesto but second thing is that um we had the feedback loop we had the feedback as well of the team and I think this is what we believe in so it's not like um like it was for me a cautionary tale like mm-hmm. In in any point in time, just to me remember, you know, to stay true to my values, to my feedback loops, to uh, to to things that matter, and not be so detached like 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 he apparently is.
1: Uh, I must admit that that kind of thing was was the part that um, that that I was kind of scared about reading this book. That there are some some things that. Reading it in this book, we we made fun of like, oh man, like this company, like they have these uh, naive twenty-year-old, uh, twenty-something uh, 20 employees which are so excited about the mission and the the idea and the product, and it's actually all, you know, all not very that good. And 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 those those thought leadership uh, from 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 their co-founder is actually detached from reality. And, and, and their excitement and, and their belief about improving the world, which is again this this uh, this thing you you hear a lot about in the startup world, but it's rarely true. Um, that you know, I I, I fear about uh, like falling uh, victim uh, of that. that. That that there is some some nugget of it that uh, that we also are, but but are bl- too blind to see. That uh, that 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 perhaps some of the things we say and, 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 and we believe in are actually a little bit far from reality, and and if not now, then, then in the future. That 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 uh, you know our, our 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 belief in the in the in the in a genuine value of the product is 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 overrated, or, or you know, f- f- or or things like that. Things which which would kind of put us in this in this startup bubble league, which I would really not want.
0: Yeah, and and but but one of the things that also mentioned in this book was that something we have and we we keep fighting to have uh, is the idea that we we question ideas we question um, other people's ideas and we have this in our values and we really f- follow this uh, when we design our, our software when we design our product when we when we talk about things uh, when we like um, in. All of this. I, uh, I remember this this conversation we had uh, with our new employee um, uh, who comes from from a big corporation uh, on North Union and um, and he said that in his company uh, questioning the superior was was not an option. I mean, mm-hmm. if the superior says something, there is no um, <laughs> questioning. And then you said, asked me, so Michael, how many times have I questioned you uh, just this week? Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't count. So. Um, but 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 you're right. We it's it's also a good cautionary tale. Uh, yeah. uh, this book, for, for like, when you look at this from this point, to make sure that we don't become as the company that you know that that we are laughing at. Yeah. Uh, we want to become. Uh, uh, we want to keep being a great company. We want to keep great uh, creating uh, fantastic products. And and that's why also reading books like that. It's good. Oh yeah, it's good for us mm-hmm. because we see some different point of view. But then we see these places where we might be tempted to go, and yeah, yeah, totally. and we don't want to go to, go, go there.
1: And that, that's a very good point. Uh, like I, I I know I know uh, you embrace those things. Uh, I know I do. Uh, it, it's just like that. The, there is this this fear. Like what if it goes wrong? Like what if? Not, not everybody sees it the same way and 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 you know at some point in the future especially as companies grow and there's more people and we we kind of lose touch uh with everyone and, and with reality uh, like you think or, or I think oh yeah like this is a kind of company where people question things but 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 there's always a possibility that that this this gets broken and and you will be like too blind to notice because you know this, 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 this could happen, and and you're right that that is a cautionary tale, uh, and and it is good that we we see things like that, and I I think it is good when we when we fear that, and not dismiss it, <laughs> because it it is always an option that that this could happen to us, right, and this is a kind of thing I I, I think about a lot, which is avoiding. Cognitive biases, and and one of them, and we discussed this before, is is the the survivorship bias. Like it's it's so easy to to read about the success, about how great startups are, and 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 just reaffirm yourself about how great you and your company are, and 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 lose you know lose sight of of the reality that, that there's other things that that you just don't see because this is information that never reaches you.
0: Yeah, and um, that's why it's healthy. To trying to keep trying new things to have uh, to force yourself to do new things to to meet new people to you know to have to try fresh ideas to try things that are just not inside your bubble just go out of your bubble you know every now and then mm-hmm. and and have a process for that to make sure that you are actually doing doing that and um, that's why I talk to my customers I mean we we, we schedule regular phone calls with with with, with customers um, I haven't been talking to customers for the last two two weeks huh I have to get back with that so um and 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 that's that's also really really important and and um yeah so like, for me for me the, the good thing always reading these books is i'm always thinking okay so if i don't want to be like this guy what should i do or how what should i you know what yeah. should i think about good point. not to be not to be this kind of guy and i always have notes <laughs> i have notes and some ideas after books like that and uh, you know it's really important <laughs> to think about